2: And now. It's time for the longest running pro hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Here from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But you know, I know I know myself.
3: I know how usually it goes. You know, if I'm healthy, things are gonna be okay.
4: The head coach, um, you know, offensively, I think you know, we make a few more shots could be dangerous. And
1: the fans. You got a guy in Giannis, he's just like the most
4: likable human being, and all the other
1: people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him, and it just it's really positive to see that be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by
2: Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, on 105.7 FM, The Fan.
5: Well, series is about done, right? It's about done. The agony, the pain that we have gone through watching this, it's about done. Might be done Sunday. If it's not done Sunday, it'll probably be done Tuesday. Bucks lose one fifteen to one hundred. They lost in a final score by fifteen points. Now, if you didn't watch this game, you're probably going, "Man, he just hammered them." Not really. Bucks actually had control of this game for the most part, but you never felt comfortable. Like I didn't feel comfortable at half. I didn't feel comfortable going in to the fourth, like you just kind of waited to see what Miami was going to do. And then what happened? Wes Matthews decided they weren't going to really play Wes Matthews much in the fourth quarter. And Jimmy Butler took over. One man wrecking crew, just like game one. Very similar. Just took over in the fourth quarter. Didn't really need all the heroics he had to do at the end of the game in that game because he owned pretty much the whole quarter. Giannis, non-factor most of the game. From an offensive standpoint, really didn't do much anything. Got going there a little bit in the fourth, and you know, I'm going to get my shot in here while I, while I can, because everybody that always criticized Jason Kidd for not letting him shoot threes, fire kid! How could you not let Giannis shoot threes? Boy, sure, I'm glad Bud's letting him shoot threes, aren't you? Woo! I was so excited watching him shoot three after three after three. Boy, that was fun. My God, he took seven of them. He should never take seven threes in any basketball game. Ever. Seven of 21 from the field for Giannis. Again, almost a triple-double. 21, 16, 9. Couple of blocks. 16 rebounds, that's good. But didn't look like an MVP. And... I realize it looks like he hurt his ankle in that game. We don't know how severe it is. Maybe he hurt it quite a bit. But he went back in. He was playing. He didn't look like he was playing with a noticeable limp that I saw. It looked like he was grimacing after you go up for a dunk or something. But he was playing. If you're out there playing, you got, you got to come. You got to bring it. DiVincenzo, yeah, played better this game. He did. played better. So that that was nice. Bledsoe, non factor. I, I don't I mean I don't really have a lot to say necessarily about this. Boonholzer is Boonholzer. He's just not gonna change, folks. I, I don't I don't know how many which ways I can say this. I, I've said it before on the big show, and anybody thinking he's gonna change how he how he does this is kidding themselves. He's not. He's just not. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057 fan. I'm assuming these will be a lot of positive calls tonight. Based on the fact they're down 3-0 in the series to the Miami Heat. Game 4 uh, comes up on Sunday afternoon at 2.30. We'll be back here for the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show on Sunday afternoon live the windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. All right, so the Bucks lose. Let's get the calls going with Mike in Pewaukee. You're next on AM 1250 105.7 FM. The Fan.
6: Hey Sparky, I think this is the first time. You know, I know uh, Bill did the show for the last year and a half or whatever. I don't think I've ever called the Bucks post game show. This is the first time I'm going to lead it off, and I'm going to say emphatically, uh, Budenholzer. The series is over. I mean, yep. no team – the Bucks aren't going to be the first team to come back from a 3-0 deficit. They're just not going to be. They're not the way they're playing. Uh, I want Bud gone. And and I'm going to say this to to support what I'm saying. You have the best player in the league. He, I, I don't care how he's been playing lately. You know, there's reasons for that. But he's still the best player in the league. You remember, Jordan, back when Doug Collins came. They gave him a couple of years – boom, he's gone. You know, Budenholzer is the best, one of the best regular season coaches I've ever seen, but that's not what I want. I want a championship. Bye-bye, Budenholzer. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. And if the Bucks don't, and I know they're, they're probably not. They're probably not going to get rid of the guy, but he deserves to go because Jimmy Butler, at the end of this game, was going crazy. And the only guy that really could contain him or hold him in check was
5: sitting on the bench again. There's no excuse yep, for that. I agree. And there's also, and there's unless also he's no, unless he's like severely hurt and can't walk. Right. Outside exactly. of that, yes, exactly.
6: I'm sorry if you and I can see that, and not to mention uh, the garbage play that we've been seeing from George Hill, uh, the garbage play that we've been seeing from the Bucks bench. Uh, you know, Horst. You know, we were all praising both of these guys, but that's all regular season. They have not done anything yet. Uh, again,
5: so, I, you have I, Budenholzer, who has been. Coach of the year multiple times now, uh, has had best record in the league multiple times. He is now 500 in the playoffs at 31 and 31.
6: Sorry, that's not good enough. But not I for
5: me. Yeah, I don't disagree. Thanks for the call, Mike. I again, I mean, there's certain things that while we aren't NBA coaches, you listening and me, we're not NBA coaches, right? We don't, we can't be an NBA coach. We aren't qualified, never will be qualified. But I, I don't. I don't understand the West Matthews thing. Like I don't get it, unless like he was like extremely sick and couldn't play, got hurt, had a family emergency, and he had to leave the bubble and fly out somewhere. Unless there's something I'm completely missing here, I I, I don't I don't I don't get it. Like where has he been? Where was he? Because it was the same thing as a fourth. It's the fourth quarter of the first game. He took over, and West Matthews was on the bench watching. And they asked Budenholzer about it after. And he didn't say anything other than, well, within the flow of the game, you know, you have to figure out what you want to play with, and da da da. Wasn't like Wes Matthews was horrible tonight. He took three shots from three, hit two of them. Ah, horrible. I don't. I mean, maybe Mary Mitchell sees something on Twitter or something, and he can point me in the right direction of why the heck he didn't play. But I, I for the left of me, I don't. I don't get that at all. I do not get that. Let's go to BP and Fond du Lac. You're next on the Pickett State Pro Hoops postgame show here on the fan.
1: Hey, how you doing, Sparky? Come on, man.
5: Seriously, hey, don't I'm ask. Well, you well know me. how I'm, I'm not, doing.
1: I, I'm not doing well either. I've been I've been listening to you for a long time, probably since I was 16. And Uh-oh, how old are you I'm now? 26. <laughs> oh,
5: man, I knew so. I shouldn't have asked that. All right, go ahead. Well, thanks for listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. So I feel your pain. We've, we've sat through a lot of years of this misery. Um,
5: Own the future. So, Remember that? Own the future. It, it,
1: I remember when they won 15 games and Larry Sanders was their focal point of their yep. franchise, but anyways,
5: yep. a big contract. Uh,
1: I, you know, me and my buddies used to joke around like Eric full is this kind of weak coach when he was had LeBron and all of the, of, of all the pieces in Miami, but you can just tell Miami has a better culture than Milwaukee. There's no culture in Milwaukee. It's just Chuck freeze and play. I mean, you saw it even on the, at the last three minutes, they, they get a stop and no one goes for a rebound. It's just the energy is just not there. And, I got to be honest. If they don't fire Bootenholzer and I've been through the box, I've watched Ray Allen leave. I watched all of these um, incompetent moves. If they if they allow Bootenholzer to bring the coach after this year. Then I, I got to be honest. I don't think Giannis is going to stick around. And that's and I I've never said that before, but um, I don't think he's going to stay. Boonenholder as the coach, because the system they have right now is is crap. They they play iso ball. There's no cutting. Um, I can't believe they're not even attacking Giannis down low or off the wing. It's just straight down the middle. Um, running the halfback dives with him, picking up offensive fouls. And I think you saw—I know he was maybe hurt tonight—but you saw him frustrated. And there's just no, there's no accountability or culture in, in Milwaukee, and and that's that's a shame. That that starts from the top up. We need we need an organization that um, preaches toughness and culture because we're not going to get those big name free agents. We have to find guys. Kind of like the Heat do, where they're going to build and develop their players, undrafted guys through grit and playing defense. And I, just, I don't see it. And this, this series is going to be done on Sunday. And um, as a lifelong Bucks fan, it's just disappointing because I think we squandered our, our best talent ever. So I, I don't think he has any reason to stay at this point. I don't want to entertain that. Well, I'll
5: tell you right just, now. Like, here, I'm going to. I'll entertain it for you. I'll entertain it for you. Okay. <laughs> this is how this is going to work. If Giannis doesn't sign his extension. They're going to go, not they, Mark Lazzari, uh is going to go to Giannis and say, what do you want to do? And if Giannis says, I want to play with Bud, then Bud's going to stay. Or, or, Mark Lazary, the emotional one that he is as a fan, could fire him before game four. So, who knows with Lazary? I mean, this could go any which way with Mark Lazary. You just don't know. Remember, he was the one that wanted to go get Jason Kidd because they were boys, and he wanted to go make a splash and get a big-name coach. So, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Mark Lazary gets back in control here and says, eh, let's go back and get Jason Kidd one more time. He's available. Let's bring him back in here so Giannis is happy. He'll sign the extension to play for Kidd one more time, and let's go from there. Wouldn't even surprise me in the least if he went that direction. Thanks for the call. It sounds crazy. I know. And a lot of you would, like, drive off a cliff if at this point they brought back Jason Kidd. But it's Mark Lazzari he's super bucks fan he is way over the top you think you're a bucks fan go sit in his shoes for a second when you' got money invested in everything else and you're an owner and you hang out with all the cool kids at the table all the big rollers and take private jets everywhere and take them all with you one big party you want to be hearing from your friends how you guys choke in the playoffs and can't figure out how to win and everything else no so I think it all depends. If he signs that extension, I think Mark Lassery might go make a move and get rid of Boone Could happen. Who does he bring in that's better than Boone Holzer? I have no idea. But if Giannis doesn't sign and wants Boone Holzer, I think Boone Holzer stays because they're going to do whatever Giannis wants at this point to try and keep him. Terrence, on the east side, you're next on the picket Save Pro Hoops postgame show on the fan.
7: Hey, Sparky. First time calling on here.
5: Thanks for calling, man. I appreciate it. I got a vent. Go right ahead. Just don't swear, please. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I might. So, I'm more concerned <laughs> about me at this point than anybody else, I think.
8: Boothar's a got to go. No in-game adjustments. Giannis is sitting on the bench And yep. we got the
3: lead. Yep. And he's not in. Matthews
5: is sitting on the bench. We're not using Urson. We're not using Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez was inactive again. They had Frank Mason oh. the third and Sterling Brown and Urson all active again, with no intention of ever playing them. And again. As I said earlier, the goal was to get Myers Leonard on the court because he's horrible. That's why I wanted Robin Lopez playing play the previous game. Get Bam in foul trouble, make them put that dude on the court. And you saw when that dude was on the court, he's horrible. And then you get Kelly Olnick, who's not active and hurt. Here you go, give wrapped Here you go, bud. You can't screw it up. Play Robin Lopez now off the bench. Now nah, he's inactive. I, I just threw my hands at that point and said, okay, well, there's no hope. I mean, you're you're just you're just set in your ways. You want to see the same dudes in uniforms on the sidelines to make you feel better about yourself. I'm not quite sure why, but it's just it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible what is happening in this series. We well, not we, myself and Mitch Ross, are my executive producer. For most of the season, I've been talking about the Miami Heat were the one team that probably concerned us about the postseason. Have stuck to it the entire time, and now you are seeing why.
3: We should get Mark Jackson. That's all I want. Give me Mark I don't,
5: Jackson. I don't I don't know if he'll ever get a job in the league again. And I don't know why, but I don't think he'll ever get a job again. Thanks for the call. Now remember something about Mark Jackson. This is what I know about Mark Jackson, and this is the reason why they got rid of Jason Kidd. Mark Jackson's too hard on players. That Mark Jackson yells at players and gets on players, similar to the way Jason Kidd did. And if you remember, John Horse didn't like that. No, no, no. Don't be rude to our players. Respect our players. Okay. So now you got a nice guy? Go with are here. Again, they won a bunch of games in the regular season with Booneholzer, no question. So I don't think they'll go that way. John Horse is the general manager. If it's his call, they're going to go find a real nice guy that will pat these guys on the butt and be nice to him. If he's the one making the call. If Lazary's making the call, he may go the other direction. Uh, we have no idea because this is the first time Lazary is in charge here after Eden's been in charge the last few years. So we'll see. And again, they're all going to technically make a group decision, technically, but Lazary has final say. Not them. Brian in Greenfield, you're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game show here on The Fan.
7: Hey, the first caller stole my thunder. I agree. West Matthews, all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter on the bench. Yep. With Butler's going off, Bud has to go. It's ridiculous. And he ain't trying anybody else. I mean, not that they're bearing what's on the court, but if they're tired or just not putting out and moving around, like, I don't know, Sheldon Brown or... Uh, Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown or uh, whatever on the bench. He doesn't give nobody else a shot. The guys on the court just weren't doing, especially the game before. They were just standing around. And uh, the other thing is, is these officials, we had like, what, two free throws the fourth quarter? I mean, we got the MVP, I, all the years I watch basketball, I'm watching basketball, I'm in my 60s. It's like the MVP, if that be LeBron, Kobe, uh, Michael Jordan, they get a call when they drive to the basket. Giannis is just about have to be falling to the floor before they even – make a call on him it's ridiculous I mean sure he was missing his shot they showed him grimacing on national tv when he made that
5: last dunk oh yeah Um, I saw it yep so he must be hurting but
7: he he hurt the ankle
5: earlier in the game remember yeah and nobody touched him and they called a foul on Dragic Dragic didn't uh touch him he went down by himself it looked like he was in a lot of pain anytime you go down by yourself that's never a good sign for anybody exactly so all right, man thanks for the call appreciate it 414-799-1250 414-799-1250 tweet us at 1057FM the fan
2: how did tonight's game add up let's go inside the box score on the pick and save pro hoops post game show driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North and see what your favorite players did in today's game. Presented by Otto's Wine and Spirits. Locally owned, offering the widest selection of beer, wine, and liquor with everyday low prices at their seven Milwaukee locations. Otto'sWineAndSpirits.com.
5: All right, so the Bucks come up on the losing end tonight, taking your calls, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM, the Fancy Sparky for with you on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on the fan. Bucks lose 115-100 to to the Miami Heat. Thanks for tuning in tonight to the show. Really appreciate it. Giannis, 35 minutes, 7 of 21 from the field, 0 of 7 from three, seven of 12 from the free throw line, 21 points, 16 boards, nine assists, a steal, two blocks, three turnovers, and we think uh, a possible ankle uh, sprain or something along those lines. Chris Middleton, 36 minutes, seven of 16 from the floor, two of six from three, two of two from the free throw line, 18 points, seven assists, three boards, two steals, one block, uh, and he followed out of the game as well. Rick Lopez, 38 minutes, uh, eight of 17 from the floor, three of nine from three-point range, three of three from the line. 22 minutes, 6 boards, 1 steal, 2 blocks, and 3 turnovers. Mr. Bledsoe, 30 minutes, 2 of 9 from the floor, 1 of 3 from 3, 3 of 4 from the line. 8 points, 4 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 2 turnovers. Wes Matthews, 21 minutes, didn't play in the 4th, 2 of 3 from the floor, 2 of 3 from 3-point three range. 6 points, 2 rebounds for Wes Matthews. Off the bench tonight, George Hill, 31 minutes, 6 of 9, 1 of 3 from 3. He had 13 points, 2 boards, 2 assists, and 1 turnover. 10 points for Dante DiVincenzo, who played the best game he's had in the series so far. 21 minutes, 4 of 8 from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3. 2 boards, 1 steal, and 1 turnover. Uh, the only other person to score for the Bucks, Marvin Williams, in 22 minutes, had 2 points, 9 boards, 2 assists, and 1 steal. Bucks shoot 42% from the field. The Miami Heat, 44.9%. The Heat 18 of 47 from 3, 38.3%, the Bucks 11 of 37, 29.7%. Free throw line not even close. 27 of 34 for the Heat, 15 of 21, only 13 more free throw attempts, 12 more made free throws uh, for the Miami Heat. Rebounds, Bucks get out rebounded again, second time in the series that's happened. 49 to 44. Turnovers on the night 11 for the Miami Heat, only 10 for your Milwaukee Bucks but they lose 115 to 100 game 3 or game 4 I should say at 2:30 on Sunday afternoon we'll come back take more of your calls after this 414-799-1250 tweet us at 1057fm the fan let's hear it the bucks lose and they're now down three games to none. Marcus, it seems to
2: me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out?
9: That away from Locke
2: right at the rim. Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post-game show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan.
5: All right, well, the Bucks uh, lose tonight. Now down three games to zero to the Miami Heat, 115 to 100. We'll hear from Coach Bootenholzer uh, here in a little bit. First, uh, defensive play of the game tonight. Highlight courtesy of TNT. Now the lead's to 10. Boy, it happens quickly.
2: A nice pass out of the winds are by under the Kumbo.
5: Here he comes. Boy, he's in another gear now. wheeling his way to the hole. Giannis with a blocked shot, and uh, that is your defensive play of the game there in the third quarter. So we'll see how uh, this continues to play out for the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I-, I want to hear about Giannis's ankle is really what I want to hear about. Like, how bad is-, bad is the ankle? Does he expect to play the next game? Uh, All of that stuff. Keith tweets at 105.7 FM. The fan, I think the players are giving up on Bud. Did you see them all shaking their heads? They're obviously defeated and don't want to be there. And and that is something that I think is probably concerning as well at this point because a lot of them probably do want to go home. And you just wonder what kind of effort you're going to see on Sunday. Uh, Woodsy tweets at the fan, Bud has got to go. Uh, he sees Butler is clearly cooking, and Wes Matthews is on the damn bench. Yep. That is exactly correct. Dan in Sussex, you're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game show, live from the Pell and Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Studios.
10: Sparky, how are you? First time caller, long time listener.
5: Thanks for listening.
10: Hey, um, First of all, you know, I don't know where this team goes from here. Uh, obviously, with, you know, when you score 13 points in the quarter, when you're leading by 12 going into it, um, that's, that's rough. Um, what boggles my mind is that for the second game in a row now, we've had Middleton come out and he's gotten a couple of quick, like 10 points. And after that, he was like, non-existent. He's like afraid to shoot. He gets up to the top of the key and then he doesn't shoot the three. I'm like, I'm screaming at the TV. I'm sitting with my mother-in-law watching the game and say, you know, why isn't he shooting that three when he's got the, he's got a little bit of space between his defender um you know, to me, the, what, what stands out is the team has been lifeless all three of these games. Uh, other than the third quarter and the second game, I think that uh, when they when they ratchet up the intensity. Other than that, uh, and as far as Giannis goes, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he made one outside jump shot. I think all of his points were in the, were in the paint. Well, he line, missed all right? seven
5: threes. So, yeah, most of them were probably in the paint. I don't think he made a, a jumper, no.
10: I don't think so. So I, 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 are you going to pay a guy two hundred? I don't know. I mean, is a great yes. player. are you going to pay him $250 yes. million for yep. when he can't make a jump shot? I don't Guar- know.
5: Guarantee you they will. Yes, absolutely. Uh, There's no question they will. He's a back-to-back, oh, soon-to-be back-to-back MVP. That's the other thing. Thanks for the call. That's the other thing about this. So you've been dragging your feet waiting to announce who the MVP of the NBA is. Now, tomorrow is Saturday. You aren't announcing the MVP, I wouldn't think, on Saturday or Sunday. I mean, that would be just completely trying... Uh, To bury that whole story. But, I mean, there's a chance. If you're planning on announcing the MVP next week, and I would think you are because you announced the sixth man uh, already. You've announced rookie of the year. You've announced defensive player of the year. You've announced everything else. So, if the plan is to announce MVP early next week or middle of next week, your MVP might be bounced from the playoffs by that point in Giannis. That won't be pretty either if you're them. 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057 fm The I want to hear from you tonight. A lot of first-time callers. If you haven't called on the show before, let's hear from you, too. I know it's a bad situation, and if you want your first time to be about complaining or whatever, but that's all right. It's, it's all right. We all have to use this as therapy for each other to try and get through this. That's kind of how I look at it. Why have it ruined our Labor Day weekend? KJ and West Dallas, you're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. What's up, KJ? Sparky,
11: hey, how you doing, Sparky? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, this is deja vu all over again, Sparky. It kind of feels like last year against Toronto. Miami uh, is the the Bucks' worst nightmare. I mean, they couldn't have picked a worse team to play because they got out everything. They got out-coached. They got out-played. They got out-defended. Uh, they got out-shot I mean, you name it, whatever, because uh, Bud's system does not work in the playoffs. I don't care what anyone says. Um, There's no way.
5: Well, so far, Giannis hasn't worked in the playoffs either. What do you mean? mean, He's
11: got, I mean, he's doing everything he can do. But that's Uh, just it. I mean, if you look
5: at at Giannis at this point, KJ, what you expect from an MVP-type player in a postseason series, he has not been that player in this series. No, and
11: because he he doesn't have the pieces around him, and he doesn't have the right... I mean, he's up at the top of the key, Sparky. Come on.
5: I, mean, I know. We've had the conversation. Low
11: post. Yeah. Low post. He, he hasn't developed that game yet. He, it doesn't seem like Bud is interested in even... Having him develop but he's
5: not game. interested in anybody playing in the low post and especially like Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez made his living in the low post earlier in his career and he was doing it against against Myers Leonard tonight. and again, you just completely went away from it. I, I if you ask me who the best player on the floor tonight for the bucks was, it was Brooke Lopez. It's not even close. Brooke oh, Lopez was the best Bucks player on the floor tonight. And that includes your all-star in Middleton and your MVP in Giannis. Yeah, no doubt. And, and they need to
11: retool this whole team and, and actually start from the top. I mean, let's not give Horace a pass. I mean, he has not Oh, drafted. he's not
5: going to well, get touched either. No way.
11: Well, of course not. Because, nope. uh, you know, somebody's going to have to take, take the, the brunt of the punishment for this. And it's probably going to be Bud.
5: But, KJ, this is what's going to happen. Here, Here, I'll give you another scenario. Well, okay. we were in a pandemic. We were in the bubble. It was a different situation. There was a lot of stuff going on in the bubble, so forth. It was an unusual circumstance. That's really not a fair barometer to judge our players and our coaching staff. You know, we're going to we're gonna go back at it again next year with relatively the same group, and we think we'll be better off. You know, we had the best regular season record, and then the pandemic hit, and it was completely out of our control, and we could never really get our footing again. That is probably what we're going to hear. That's my guess. Yeah,
11: yeah, they're probably going to they're probably going to spin it that way, but they were struggling before they even got Yes, in the
5: they were in a slide before the bubble, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I
11: mean, they, they can they can use that narrative. They can say, "Oh, we'll be back next year and uh, you know, all the all the other slogans they want to use, you know, Fear the deer, blah 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 blah. You know, on the whatever. future,
5: on the future, yeah. KJ. On, on the future, future. KJ. I yeah. got to roll, man. Thanks for the call. I got to roll 414-799-1250. Tweet us at one zero five seven FM the fan as well. Let's go to Dave and Racine. You're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show with me, Steve Sparky. Five after the Bucks lose one fifteen to one hundred.
12: Hey, Sparky, first time listener, long time caller. Appreciate it. Uh, you know the last time, the last twenty two games. The Bucks are nine and thirteen. So that's March. Yep. right Before the pandemic. Nine and thirteen. Fourth quarter they stop attacking the rim. Then they didn't go to the free throw line. Ridiculous. We Wes Matthews on the bench. Butler goes nuts and Middleton follows out. I mean, and if the Bucks throwing desperation threes, where's the coaching? Where are the screens? I mean it's just it's these are basics. They can't even do the basics. What's going on here?
5: Well, what's going on is uh, th- this team doesn't look anything like it did in the regular season, uh, and they are all kinds of messed up. I think the intensity level for this Bucks team was greater tonight uh, than it probably was in the last couple of games. I mean, there were moments in time where you could feel them pick up the defensive energy and the defensive intensity. But, yeah. like the, has been the issue, they can't sustain it for four quarters. It's,
12: isn't that the truth? I mean, what was great, those first three quarters, especially the first half, the Bucks were defending not – at the three point line, they were defending at half court. Right. So when the so when that when the Heat was driving, uh, the Bucks they were right on them, and that's when the Heat's uh, the Heat offense got called because they're they're you know you know moving picks, moving screens.
0: The I, Bucks
12: stopped attacking. I mean, what's going on? They She's sure did. Coaching. That
5: is your coach, no question, Dave. Thanks for the call. That's Dave and Ray. Scene 1250 Tweet us at one zero five seven FM the fan. Let's see where are we want to go next. Let's go to Mike on the South Side. You're next on the Picket Safe Pro Hoops Post Game Show on the Fan. What's going on, Mike?
13: Hey, Smokey. Yeah, I called Wednesday. Watching that game Wednesday, I said they'd be out of the bubble Sunday. I totally agree with you on the the COVID the boycott. I mean, this is just a weird year. No team has ever come back 0 three. Correct. Uh, I I. Keep going back. I wish you would have signed Russell uh, Westbrook. He's making it work when they already had a superstar and they're advancing. But uh, I heard a guy call uh, Bill Michaels say he wanted to trade Giannis. I mean, let's not lose our minds here. But my question to you is give me a reason. I hope you're there Sunday.
5: I'm here Sunday.
13: Give me a reason to watch
5: Sunday and I'll hang up. Giannis. That's your okay. reason. Well, I will be watching. I mean, Giannis, I mean, you, we just can't take it. We can't look, just look, look. say, well, we got the MVP. He'll be there next year, and who knows what's going to, you know, how okay, he'll be next well. year. Giannis is always capable of doing something special in a basketball game that you're like, holy crap, he just did that. Okay. So he's uh, the uh, reason well, coach, to tune in.
13: You you remind me of something. Uh, everyone's fired a coach. Uh, mm-hmm. When does he have to sign the Superman?
5: Uh, he's got this offseason to sign it. So, and then if he doesn't sign it, he has one year left on his deal, and that's it.
13: So if they go up to Giannis and say, will you sign the Supermax?
5: And he says, we're no. Gonna
13: the, no, we're going to fire the call. Yeah, but that's
5: just it. He likes Bud. It's all up to him. Yeah, you're right. That's correct. Yeah, yeah Mike, thanks, thanks for the call. Yeah, absolutely. It is completely up to them, or uh, up to Giannis at this point. Did
2: that really just happen? It's time for the... Are you kidding me? Moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan.
5: The Are You Kidding Me Moment of the Game, brought to you by Mark Spears on Twitter. You can follow him at Mark J. Spears. The Bucs went 6 of 23 from the floor in the fourth quarter, including 0 of 10 from three-point range. It was the first time all season they didn't make a three-pointer in a fourth quarter. The 13 points uh, were their fewest in a fourth quarter under Mike Boonholzer. That is from ESPN Stats Info uh, on Twitter. Mark Spears tweeted out and then credited ESPN Stats Info. So, yeah, 0 for 10 from three-point range. First time all season they didn't make a three in the fourth Thirteen points in the is their fewest in a fourth quarter since Mike Budenholzer has been coaching the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, coming up next, we're going to hear from the esteemed Mike Budenholzer after the Bucks get beat by the Miami Heat, one fifteen to one hundred. Now down three games to zero, uh, and they try to avoid being swept. Coming up on Sunday afternoon at two thirty.
2: Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over eighty years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan.
5: All right, so the Bucks, uh lose another one, now down three games to none in the semifinals of the Eastern Conference playoffs, 115-100 heat over the Bucks. Jan is 21-16-9. Brooke Lopez, 22-6, and six, off the bench. 13 for George Hill. We'll hear from him in a little bit. He spoke after the game. Dante DiVincenzo, this best game of the three games in this series with 10 points. And, uh, yeah, not so pretty. Uh, let's hear from Coach Budenholzer, who seemingly a majority of you want fired after this game. Let's hear what Budenholzer has to say after this game. Maybe he'll win you back. Maybe after you hear Budenholzer show some fire and be mad and upset and be angry, maybe Budenholzer We'll win you back?
11: Coach, obviously the fourth quarter, you know, um, kind of what changed for you guys. Can you take me through, you know, the fourth quarter a little bit? What did Milwaukee, you know, what did Miami do in that fourth quarter against you guys to to kind of change the game?
4: Well, they were able to, you know, hit some tough shots. They are able to get to the free throw line. They got some offensive rebounds. Um, We turned the ball over too much. Um, We had some good looks that we didn't make. Um, You know we had a lead, and you know we need to make a couple plays to keep the cushion. Um, And kind of they just they made every play, and we didn't make uh, we didn't make enough, obviously.
0: Matt Velasquez.
14: But we saw Giannis tweak his right ankle in the first quarter. Uh, To what extent was that bothering him throughout the game?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's he's a guy that's going to fight through everything. And, you know, the medical, the sports performance uh, group said that, you know, he was good to go and keep playing, um, you know, exactly how he felt and how he was affected. Um, you know, he, he's out there competing and giving us everything he's got. Um, I thought he did a lot of things well, um, you know, but we all got to do a little bit better. Um, so.
14: Did, did that affect how you, how you used him at all tonight?
4: No. No, I think, you know, he was – he was still aggressive, getting to the basket, you know, finding his teammates, rebounding, um, you know. So he was, uh, you know, not not any different. No.
0: Eric, name?
9: I know uh,
14: thirty-five and thirty-six minutes for Giannis and Chris is a little bit of a bump, but do you regret not playing them anymore
0: in this game?
4: No, you know, I mean, I think we, uh, you know, obviously it's it's forty-eight minutes and you got to be good for the last 12, you know? So if anything, you know, I think keeping us, you know, fresh and, and ready to go and compete and um, all those things. So, um, and, you know, Chris was in a little bit of foul trouble. So,
15: um,
4: you know, it's a high level. If, you, if you're going as hard as these guys are in a playoff game, um, you know, 35, 36, um, I think that's pushed in the ceiling.
14: And then in those final minute, those final seven minutes, Wesley doesn't play. He he had done such a good job on Jimmy in the second game and then the start of the third game. What was the thought process on not keeping Wesley out there?
4: Uh, just trying to balance out the group. And, um, you know, I thought Dante gave us a lot of good minutes. I thought George gave us a lot of good minutes. So, um, you know, all three of those guys are important to us. And, um, you know, so we used all three of them. And, um, you know, that was kind of the plan going in. Chris Haynes?
13: What have, you, what have you seen from your team to give you belief that they have some type of resolve to withstand the whole that
16: you guys are in right now?
4: now they're a competitive group. They're a high-character group. You know, we've always said that about them. So, you know, you got to dig deep. You got to just, you know, um, lean on your character, lean on your competitiveness, and just get focused on getting one game, get game four. Um, you know, that's where we, our mindset's got to be. Steve McGargy.
0: In that regard, what did you tell the team after the game just in terms of moving forward? Obviously, this has never been done before to come back from 0-3, 03, 0-3 03 deficit. Just what did you what did you tell the team in terms of how to attack the series from this point?
4: Yeah, mostly, you know, similar to, you know, at the end of the day the locker room's a locker room, but you know, we just got to get one game. We got to get our mind on game 4. We got to do it for four quarters, we got to do it for 48 minutes, um, you know, find a way to win a game and uh, just that's what's uh, most important. Lori Nichol. That said, I know you're not conceding anything, but this is kind of a big picture question. If these playoffs don't reflect what you guys were in the regular season, I just wondered what you kind of attribute that to. Is it the bubble and the weird fact that you don't have any home court advantage, or is just Miami maybe that good of a challenge? I mean, when you think of this big picture, what are you thinking? I'm not thinking about the big picture. I'm just thinking about game four. Yeah. Dan Wikey.
17: But are you still confident that the the version of, of this team and the way they played throughout the season is is good enough, or are there big adjustments that need to be made between now and, and Game Four?
4: I mean you look at you look at you know for three quarters, um, you know I think we're in a good spot. I think we're up eleven or twelve in the fourth quarter. You know we got to be better finishing it out. We got to make more plays on the defensive ends of the court. We got to get more rebounds, more loose balls, keep them off the free throw line, um, all those kinds of things. So. You know, I think uh, I think we won the last three quarters of the second game. Uh, so, you know, six quarters in a row. But you know, we've we've uh, we've given up big quarters. You know, in the first quarter in game two. Now the big fourth quarter in this one. You got to do it for 48 minutes. Um, you know, so I think that's what uh, the challenge is, and that's what we got to do.
5: Yeah, I, I, we can move on from him. I, I don't. I there, there's just he was just flat out asked about. Uh, Wesley Matthews, he was asked about Giannis Middleton. No regrets. No, we're good. We're good. Any big time adjustments? No, no. no. Played good three quarters. Yeah, gave up a big fourth quarter. Just got to try and eliminate that. We'll be fine. We'll just do the same thing next game and hope it works. Because it's worked so well the first three games. We'll just keep doing the same thing. Ah, we'll be fine. Don't you worry. I'm not going to play Giannis 40 minutes. Come on. He's old. He's like 25, 26. Can't be him with that many minutes. Mark Northside, you're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show after the Bucks lose 115 to 100.
3: Yeah, I got a lot of problems, man. Um, we'll start with um, non adjustment, non understanding that we don't have, at the end of the day, man, we don't have boys that's going hard. We don't have guys that's it's, it's, it's really getting out there, and, and so what happens is when you have killers versus good guys, we're a bunch of good guys, and that's fine. Community, community, you know, do all that, but under them light, they have to have some boys that's willing to do everything to win that, that you know, get to the next level. And Giannis by himself. I don't know anybody else on that squad that's uh that's just trying to push and be hard and get there.
5: We, we're buttoning. Of... Hey, hey, hey. I dumped that like three times. I hope it works. I hope the dump button works. If it doesn't work, I apologize to everybody that ate here, that at streaming, I'm assuming you heard it. So, uh, yeah, sorry. See, but that's – that. I thought I might do that at some point tonight. I'm proud of myself. I'm more composed now than I was after the last game. This time, I expected Holzer to say absolutely nothing and not have any emotion. I was ready this time for it to be down 3 nothing and him act like they lost a the regular season game in November. I mean, I, I was ready this time.
0: Just amazing.
5: Do you think Giannis and Milton should have played more? Nah. 48 game. No. no i got not to play him that much. Come on. Isaiah Brown-Deer, you're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show here on The Fan. Good evening. Hey, what's up, Sorky? What's up?
18: All right, so first off, I understand fully that Mike Blunhozer struggles with adjustments. It's been that case since he's with Atlanta. Yep. The reason why they lost to LeBron back in 2015 is the reason why they got swept again in 2016. But one thing I'm really surprised about this Bucks team is how bad they did um, adjust to the Heat's offensive strategy. Like the Bucks have been the best defensive team in the league all year long, so that I don't really understand. I mean, in a sense, I do because of Bud, but it's just shocking to me how we just can't seem to to adjust to what the Heat are doing. Can we you know? can we
5: talk about something for a second, real quick? Here, I'll yeah. let you finish on okay. that. All right. Yeah. So, when you're in the regular season in the NBA, you really don't game plan per se. Against opponents. You more focus on what your principles are on both sides of the floor, offense and defensively, and you go into the game. Maybe a little bit you talk about strategy, but not much. When you get into the postseason and it's a series, now you really get into strategizing and detailing and game-planning specifically on one opponent and really focus on it. There's so many games during the course of the year, you're not really focusing on just the Bucks for two weeks or a week. It's one game. Okay, we lose, we move on. Don't worry about it. But in a postseason, now you really see what it's all about. So in the regular season, what Bud runs is good enough if you've got the talent, if you've got more talent than the other team, nine out of ten times, it's going to work and has worked. And his, is a, his system is great in the regular season. But as has been pointed out, once you get into series where you really have to strategize and make adjustments and do things differently, he's just not willing to go away from what he does. He's just not willing to do it.
18: Right, right. I, I get what you're saying. Actually, a prime, as you were saying that, I had just thought of a prime example right now in this series. If you look at the Heat's offense, they do a lot of screens, high screens with the guards and wings instead of the bigs. No. I can see how, you know, I see exactly what you're talking about. The Bucks don't know how to react to that. Whereas the Heat are, there was for that in the playoffs. Early court. in the I game, the
5: right early in the game, Bam screened, the guard took the ball, Bam cut to the basket, and they, he didn't make the pass. I think it was Duncan Robinson. He never made the pass, but he was going straight for the rim. There was nobody there, and immediately said, "How many times have I ever seen Giannis do that on yep. the on the side court? It wasn't at the top of the key. Was on the elbow, right there by the by the free throw lane on the right elbow, and Bam cuts to the rim." And I was like, holy crap, they could have just tossed the ball up. It would have been a dunk, and he didn't make the throw. But you never see Giannis get that type of look. Never. Never, ever, ever. And and see, that's the issue. Another play, they run a play, and Middleton is cutting baseline as George Hill's going to the rim, breaks his defender right to George Hill as Hill is going up. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what are we doing? I mean, (laughs) that— That's the type of stuff that drives me nuts. That, that yeah. I mean, come on, man. Be on the same page. Thanks for the call. But again, it's just, you heard numerous people in the last two days talk about using a sophomore off the ball, screen and rolls, all that stuff being preached. Skyler Northside, you're next on the Picket Save Pro Hoops post game show after the Heat beat the Bucks tonight, one fifteen to one hundred, as we broadcast live from the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin studios. Yo, what's up?
3: I just want to say that I, I got sick this whole game, and the person who really was frustrating me most was the guy that you said had the best game, and 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 that's because of Bud got him playing like he's a wing player, soft. I mean, just playing soft, man. Brooke Lopez, I mean, you're talking about. Brooke Lopez,
5: I mean, I've just seen him in the corner. Oh, damn. Like, what is he he doing? doesn't like his guys posting. He just doesn't like it. He's not somebody that wants Brooke Lopez playing in the post or Giannis. He does he not, not to- believe in posting guys up down low. He just doesn't. He
3: should does go coast to the Rockies then. He should go coast to Rockies. Yes, I agree.
5: You need to coast to Rockies. But don't you remember last year? So last year, Brooke gets here. They don't run any post for him all year long. This year, they make adjustments. This year, they say, okay, Chris, you can take some of those mid-range jump shots if you want. Last year, we didn't let you. This year, go ahead. Okay, yeah. so Milton got going. Brooke, from time to time, if you want to go in the low post, that's fine, but we're not going to make a living down there doing that. Okay, what? fine, coach. He didn't shoot the three ball all that well all year. Now he gets into the bubble. He's shooting the three more, way more better now than he did during the regular season in the bubble. So that's not Brooke not wanting to be in the post. That's their coaching staff not wanting him to be yeah. in the post.
3: Okay, well then it's coach then. It's the coaching.
5: I mean that's well, that's, that's right. what it is. It's him.
3: Yeah.
5: That yeah, dude coach, wants man. to jack up jumpers and shoot threes all day. That's what that guy wants to do. He need to go to Houston then. Well, again, and now you're going to see the Rockets and Lakers, Rockets and Lakers here, and we're going to see what happens cuz you got the Lakers playing like a 1990 style offense. And you got the Rockets playing today's style offense, jack it up and run back. Yeah. We're going to see which one's going to win in that matchup. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I, I just, yeah, I'm with you. Sure. I'm with everybody that says, hey, if Giannis has a guard on him, go to your baby hook that you had in the regular season that you don't use anymore. Go to your little turnaround if you've got a guy on you. Anything like that. Doesn't do it. Brooke Lopez, all day long, all day long. Day long, he could have had his way with with Myers Leonard. All day. Now, Leonard only played nine minutes, and when he was in there, they took advantage of it to a certain degree for sure. But I think he could have had his way with Bam, too, if he wanted to. But they they chose not to. They they really just decided, no, we're not going to do it. We're just going to shoot threes all night. That's the type of stuff that just irritates me. All right, coming up on the other side of a quick timeout, we'll hear from George Hill. Take more of your calls. still time for you. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM the fan. The Heat lose to the Bucks tonight. 115 to 100 just uh, not really uh, a pretty ending. Jimmy Butler took over again in the fourth quarter with 17 points in the fourth quarter. Bucks get hammered uh, in the fourth quarter and get outscored 40 to 13. Just ugly. Now, if the Bucks happen to win on Sunday, well, when the Bucks win, you win at any participating Wendy's, Wisconsin Wendy's, for a, you get a free sausage or bacon biscuit or a free small frosty chino with any breakfast purchase. Now, this offer is only good at Wisconsin Wendy's for 24 hours after each Bucks win, so you're going to have to act fast. When the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's.
2: Hold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coaches on Lake Noon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan.
5: All right, Bucks lose one fifteen to one hundred. Now down game, down three games to zero. They try to avoid being swept. Coming up on Sunday afternoon at two thirty, we'll be back on the air immediately following that one. See Sparky Five with you, eyeing up the enemy tonight. Jimmy Butler scores seventeen of his thirty points in the fourth, and the Miami Heat roll over the Bucks in the fourth. 30 points, 14 to 19 from the free throw line, 7 of 13 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, 7 boards, 6 assists, and a couple of turnovers. 20 points and 16 boards from Bam and Abayo. 17 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 5 of 11 from 3 uh, for Crowder. 15 points for Goring Dragic. 13 off the bench for Tyler Hero on 3 of 11 shooting. Heat over the Bucks, 115 to 100 Let's go to Mike in St. Francis. You're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Good evening, Mike.
8: Good evening, Spark. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yep. You 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 kind of touched on it. Why Giannis and Lopez are not in the post where they don't have a matchup, but they can't guard us in the post. They're guarding Giannis with Crowder a lot. He's six six. Well, then you got to make free throws when you do get fouled too. I can't. I, I don't. There's no way Giannis should take seven threes. In a game, I'm not blaming him totally for a loss. He can't dart, He can't do anything when he's on the bench. That's that's ridiculous that he's on the bench. Uh, the and Budenholzer does
5: then. not re- does not does not have any uh, regrets about not playing him in Middleton. More said that in the post game presser.
8: Yeah, when I heard that, I I was so I almost fell off the bed. Doris Burke and Reggie Miller both have hit on it last. They basically called them out on both of the broadcasts. Here's another thing I think overlooked. John Horst gets a little blameless. Look at what Pat Riley does. Goes out and signs Butler and at the end of the season adds Crowder to the team. Yep. And what do we do? we let Brogdon walk? Well, we and... paid
5: Middleton a lot of money, too. We kept Middleton. But, again, yeah, they, was... they kept Middleton because Giannis wanted to keep Middleton. So.
8: It's... If they offer Giannis a super best, he doesn't take it. I hate to say it, but you got to deal him when you get get the most for him.
5: Will not happen. They will not trade him. No chance that happens. Thanks for the call. There's no chance. They'll play it out and hope they can they can win a championship and convince him to stay. And your Chevy MVP of the game is Brook Lopez tonight. I said earlier I thought uh, he had uh, the best game uh, this evening. Brook Lopez on the night. 22 points, six boards, a block, a couple of block shots, eight of 17 from the floor, three of nine from three point line, three of three from the free throw line. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silver Rod at your local Chevy dealer or at Wisconsin drives, Chevy.com. Let's go to Ron in Whitefish Bay. You're next on the Picket Safe pro Hoops post game show live from the Pella windows and doors, of Wisconsin studio. What's up?
19: Hi, this is Ron Whitefish Bay. Uh, good evening. Um, a couple things about this team. I mean, Kenny uh, Smith uh, at halftime showed how they all stand around on offense.
5: Which has been they pointed look. out for the last two games.
19: Yeah, well, they just stand around, look at each other. Um, the one guy I think that absolutely. if, if, if The only reason that I think they would keep Bud is if they're, like you said, it's a pandemic, they'd say to throw that, you know, to throw it out because of that.
5: Or but. Giannis goes to Mark Lazary and says, yeah. I want to yeah. play for him.
19: Yeah, but. The guy who absolutely has to go is Bledsoe, if and he—I could see
5: them possibly trading Bledsoe. I don't know what they're going to get for him, but that might be a move.
19: Well, clear up the you know clear up the salary space and find a, a competent point guard.
5: Well, that's not going to happen. You'd have to trade Bledsoe for another point guard if you're going to do it.
19: Yeah, the un- unfortunate part is that I was watching like, and I know only makes too much money and all that. But Chris Paul. For oh
5: example, yeah. He's got a growing fan club in Milwaukee, I understand. Oh, God. He but he's going to the... make, but he makes like $27 million next year.
19: Well, you know, if he was on this team, could you imagine?
5: Yeah, they'd be better than they are.
19: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Just offensively, I mean, his ability to penetrate, create, and, and he's not a walking turnover. Right. And, no. and plus, he's a stone cold killer.
5: Yeah, you know? I agree with you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, Chris Paul. CP3, no question. Uh, let's go to this.
2: Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. This is the pick and save pro hoops post game show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on the
5: fan. Uh, no injury uh, report necessarily for tonight for your Milwaukee Bucks. Bud seems to think Giannis is okay. Didn't affect him uh, and how he played Him his minutes. Didn't affect Giannis and how he played. So Bud said he's fine. Doesn't appear anything wrong with anybody else. So there you go. Still clean as far as injuries go. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM. The fan, John in Menominee Falls. You're next on the Picket Save Pro Hoops postgame show.
17: What's going on, Sparky? What's up, John? I, uh, I called you the last game. I don't call it too often because usually I get too angry about losses. It
5: tends to happen with a lot of us.
17: Yeah, for sure. And most of the time, I agree with it, exactly what you're talking about. But on a positive note, quick shout out to my boy Jose and his wife Alba. Found out they're pregnant tonight. They've been trying wow. for a long time.
5: Congrats! That's awesome.
17: And he wanted to name his boy Giannis, but his mother-in-law disagreed. So that's <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Said, hey, I said maybe L Jimmy Butler, but that didn't work either.
5: So. Oh my, that's funny. <laughs>
17: anyway, uh, you know, I, me and you talked about how we're in the we're in the bonus so early every quarter. Last game, right? Correct. And tonight, I didn't notice we were in the bonus so much, and but I don't know if it was Coach Bud actually making an adjustment on offense or what was really going on, you know, on that side. But I I saw on the defensive side, I saw Giannis not fight through screens in the first and second quarter when Crowder hit some threes basically right in his face. um, And on the offensive side, I totally think, and I I really want to hear your opinion on this, If we get Giannis and Middleton on the floor together more often and just ISO Middleton, no no team, double teams, Middleton, ever. No. Let's make someone defend someone else that can actually shoot a mid-range jumper, turn around, you know, post up, step back. And, and see what happens. You're and,
5: saying give give Middleton more offensive responsibility than he has currently?
17: Because I think, you know, they put that three-four person wall in front of Giannis. Right. And he he just has not seen that early enough nope. to pass the ball soon enough. I that's, hear you. that's
5: how I feel. John got man, you, man. I, Thanks for the call, brother. I got to roll. Uh, I've got to bring in the franchise Tim Allen now for the Bayview Shannon Blinds post-game show. Uh, we're going to cobble up talking about the Bucks and the Brewers here just for uh, another segment or two. We still got here from Matt Velasquez and George Hill, and then it'll be all Timmy all the time uh, for the rest of the night. But Bayview, Shade and Blind, a postgame show is here for Brewer fans, making the switch over to the fan right now. Timmy, what happened in the Brewers game?
15: Oh, man, it's a final from Progressive in Cleveland, and the Brewers get another victory. 7-1 the final. Corbin Burns, outstanding tonight. Again, uh, six innings, six-plus innings of work. One unearned run in his last two it's starts, 12 innings of no earned run baseball with 17 strikeouts. It's my fault. I, I apologize. Because uh, you, Austin, were, you were Texas. condemning him?
5: No. Austin, Texas, and I were in here watching the Bucks and the Brewers on our ABC Audio flat panels. Thanks to Chris for hooking us up with those. And um, I got in here, and I sat down and got my food out to eat. And I look up, and I'm like, huh. Oh, only one hit. Corbin Burns is pitching well. The next half inning, that's when everything happened. Yep. And Austin goes, "I think you jinxed him, Sparky." And I'm like, "Come on! It's not a no hitter. How could I possibly have jinxed him?" And I, I think I did. So I apologize to Bruce yeah. fans and Corbin Burns. I think I did
15: that. Well, but well, I, I will say this: I know uh, people are a little bummed out about the box, and rightly so. A I little. Mean, this, this is people this want holes Are fired. That's yeah, where this, we're at. It's disgusting. It, it really is. It's uh, they they are just. I you know I was kind of peeking at the game. During the Brewers game, and and I'm like, okay, they're doing well. It's, you know, third quarter, they're up 9 or 10. Fourth quarter, they're up like 11 or 12 or something like that. Just what the hell happened? Are you kidding me? Yep. Jimmy Butler happened. He took over, and
5: the best guy <laughs> you have to defend Jimmy Butler is Wes Matthews. And Boone again, just didn't want to play him in the fourth quarter against Jimmy Butler. Uh, And that's the crazy part. Let's take a look at Twitter, uh, courtesy of Yuppie and Abraham. Injured call, Yuppie and Abraham. Voted best, rated best year after year. Yuppie and Abraham. Visit yuppie.com today. Connect with them on Facebook and Twitter. Here's a couple of tweets coming in from Scott. Defense in the fourth was non-existent. They didn't box out for position on shots. Not enough energy. Lastly, something was wrong with Giannis. Well, according to Boonholzer in the postgame presser, he said Giannis was good enough to play and didn't change his philosophy of how he used Giannis in the game from a minutes perspective. Oh, or anything else. A.M. Heitsky says Bucks feeling sorry for themselves when things don't go right. No fight, no grit, no leadership.
15: And Tim this Allen. one from Tim Allen Rance on Twitter. Oh, good uh, plug. Checks in, yeah, checks in <laughs> and sa- and says, I'm joining the Bucks Dunn Club. Hey! They are, hey! are D U You don't get to come on my show and start talking
5: about Dunn D- clubs. Dun clubs.
15: D-U-N-Dun. Oh. Hey, what the heck is going on here, man? Hey, don't look now, but these brewers here, this ought to give you a little bright spot in Milwaukee here. Brewers have won seven of their last eleven games. Okay, I'll go you a little one better. September runs are in the DNA in Craig Council, and he's on another one. Brewers have won five of their last seven games. Oh, well, it that's... doesn't seem like it, does it? No, it, it
5: does not. Definitely not. Hey, I got to make a correction here on uh, Chris Paul. I said he was going to make twenty-seven million or so. I was way, way off. Chris Paul next year is going to make forty-one point three million dollars. Forty-one point three. Why didn't
15: I be a
0: basketball player? Uh, so you
5: player. can forget about Chris Paul. Uh, all right, coming up next, we'll hear from George Hill. We'll talk to Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. If you want to talk about the Brewers, you can jump aboard as well. Or the Bucks. Still time for you if you want to hop aboard. Here we got Carl and allenton pennsylvania tyler and mequan and a host of others 414 799 tweet us at 1057fm the fan it's a combo baby the pick and save pro hoops post game show and the bayview shade and blind post game show brewers win bucks lose more with you next
2: we're heading into the bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court brought to you by the granville business improvement district the granville connection is opening soon Go to GranvilleBusiness.org to see how your small business can be a part of it. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan.
5: All right, Bucks lose tonight to the Miami Heat, 115-100. to 100. Bucks now down three games to none. Just ugly. Yikes. Jimmy Butler, 17 points. There in the fourth quarter. No Wes Matthews did not defend him because he wasn't in the game. And no, boonholzer does not regret not playing Giannis 35 minutes, Milton 36 minutes. Merrick Dame said, Do you regret not playing both of those guys more minutes? No, no. It's a 48-minute game. And no, no, I don't regret that at all. No. Really? Okay, well, I don't know what to tell you. He's not gonna change, dude. He is he is who he is. He's not changing. And to think anything else, I think you are just kidding yourself. Uh, let's hear from uh, George Hill after this one. He played 31 minutes, 13 points, couple of boards, couple of assists. If you're at home, we'll get to you right here after a, a George Hill. Hey, George.
14: Um, how do you think it fell apart for you guys offensively and defensively in the fourth quarter? Is there something you point to on each side of the ball? I
9: mean, it just wasn't a complete game. Um, you know, it's not one possession offensively or defensively. Uh it just wasn't a complete game and to win games in this playoffs you gotta play a complete game. Um and we didn't do that tonight. What do you think
14: Jimmy Butler obviously has a huge fourth quarter. What do you think kind of happened there defending him in the fourth when you'd had so much success in the first three quarters and in game two?
9: I mean he just willed his team to win. Um he was remarkable tonight just like he was in game one and um, he, he pretty much willed him to win you know got every loose ball every uh, loose rebound was in the gap getting his hands active getting steals uh, he just did everything he could um to help his team win and it paid off Matt Velasquez
14: how would you diagnose uh, some of the issues on offense in that fourth quarter um just looking at why you guys weren't able to get anything
9: going I mean, I I think they ramped up the pressure a little bit, um, got us out of rhythm, but uh, we didn't make shots down the stretch. Um, We had a couple good looks. Uh, If they would have failed, you know, things may have went the other way, but uh, they didn't fall, um, and it it happens like that. But uh, it wasn't offensively. It was pretty much defensively towards the end of the game. Malika, go ahead. Know they kind of upped the pressure and it was more defensively, but they were on a 17-1 to run to close the last 440 of the games. So did you feel like just one didn't go in and then they kind of started to steamroll? Or did it just
19: feel like their defense was outpacing what you guys were able to do or
9: you guys ran out of gas or? I don't know, it, was, it was a bunch of things. You know, we missed a couple good looks. Uh, they moved the ball very well on the other end and got some open looks and knocked them down. Uh, got a couple of second chance rebounds and hit some big threes uh, out of those second chances. Um, some fouls. Um, I, I gave up a back door lob to you know Jimmy. Um, it, it was just a trickle effect. And um, sometimes you know in the playoffs, once you a team gets hot, it's it's hard to stop that rolling. Uh, they got hot at the right time. Gargi.
16: <laughs>
0: What gives y'all confidence that y'all still have a chance to turn this series around? What gives y'all faith that things can still go the other way?
9: We're still here in a bubble. Um, It's not the first one to win three games. It's the first one to win four games. So uh, we still have a basketball to play. Um, Just like they won three in a row, we can do the exact same thing. Uh, But we just got to focus on game five, and that's the only game that matters. Malika? Is that feeling just the next one up, even knowing that no team's ever come back from the 3-0 hole in the playoffs? For sure. You know, might as well make history while you're doing it. Um, we we'll cap off a great season here. So um, it's the first time in the history of the NBA we're playing in a bubble. Um, first time that a team can come back down from 3-0. So um, we got to, you know, trust each other continue to believe. Uh, the season's not over. Uh, we we'll just take one game at a time.
5: See, so, you know, the funny thing about that is, Tim Allen, mm-hmm. is – it's a great season. Take one game at a time. But I don't think Bucks fans are going to remember this as a great season if they get knocked out by the Miami Heat tonight.
15: It's it's hard to believe that two years in a row that they can lose four straight playoff games. Oh, it, that that's hard to believe. Yep. That that really is the, the other thing is you guys follow uh you know the, the the folks that listen to uh this show and and the big Bucks fan fans, you guys follow the Bucks uh, more than I do, and I, I just I keep an eye on them and and stay into it. But every time I hear a Buck player talk or the head coach talk this year, especially this year, maybe only this year, they just act like it's like uh, it's not that big of a deal, and we're yep. losing our mind here. And they're like that. Yeah, you just heard George Hill there. It, it sounded like he was talking to his buddies after a after a camp after a out or something. I mean, it's just Budenholzer. I didn't hear him tonight, but yesterday I was like, eh, that's cool. Doesn't sound cool. any different. That's what he no. always sounds like. Yeah. It
5: doesn't change. Doesn't matter what happened. Your player gets screwed on call. No emotion. It's just the same thing. Carl in Allenton, Pennsylvania, you're next. We're get to Matt Velasquez momentarily. What's up, Carl?
16: Hey, Spike. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So uh, a couple of observations. One is I assume I'm not the only one who's noticed that Giannis's spin move is only done from the left to the right, finishing with his right hand.
5: Oh, yeah, he's not very good with his left, I don't think, no. Yeah,
16: well, he can finish with his left, but he needs to incorporate that spin move. I mean, obviously he's not a perimeter shooter, so he could increase the number of opportunities getting to the rim if he could get that spin move going in both directions.
5: Yeah, that's a good point.
16: The other thing, and then people have already touched on, you know, the offensive stagnation uh, in a half-court set, but there's no – there's no weak side cutting. There's no weak side picks. So you've got two guys in each corner and three guys around the perimeter. And all they do is say, okay, well, somebody take a, a three-pointer or somebody drive from the wing. And, you know, there's an occasional pick and roll, but not enough. So there's no player movement in the half court. And, obviously, half court offense is what playoff basketball is all
15: about. Right on the money. That's what it's all about. If you can't play half-court offense, that's one thing I have learned about the NBA because every playoff game, every huge game, comes down to half-court. There's too many many stop-clock possessions. Way too many. you got to set up plays. I agree. All
5: right, one more call on that, Matt Velasquez. Tyler and Mequon, you're next on the Picket Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North with me, C Sparky, Pfeiffer, and Tim Allen. After the Brewers get a win tonight, Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show will continue after we're done here uh, talking to Matt Velasquez. What's up, Tyler?
20: Hey, guys. Hey, Timmy. Hey, Sparky. Um, two things. First, obviously, Brewers, great to see Corbin Burns bouncing back from the you know, the adversity he's obviously been through with his career over the last couple of years with the crew. He was nasty tonight. But getting back to the Bucs, um, you know, it's it's just hard because, you know, I mean, all these – you know, I'm in the camp uh, just like all these other people calling. You know, Budenholzer needs to go. He doesn't seem invested. But my only thing is, you know, I don't know of a coach out there or I don't know of a candidate out there that – you know, really changes anything or moves the needle for the Bucks. I guess I just wonder, Sparky, where you're at, where you're at with that. If you see anybody, nope. you know, in the coaching candidacy that, that would even move the needle for you. I mean, you know, I, I just don't see any candidates out there unless Greg Popovich is coming to Milwaukee, which I see zero chance of that, that really does anything for me.
5: Oh, well, that's just it. Thanks for the call. The one thing that we don't know is – where Mark Lazary's head is on all of this and where Giannis plays into this. Will Mark Lazary ask Giannis' opinion when this is all said and done of, do you want to continue on with Bud, or would you like us to go in a different direction? Would you like me to try and pay Coach a $100 million a year to come here and be the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks and you? You, know, how, you think they'll so, consult with him on that? I don't know what Mark is going to do. Mark is the ultimate fan. I said earlier, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark fires him before Game 4 and puts himself as head coach. Uh, nothing would surprise me with Mark Lazary, nothing at all, because he is the ultimate fan. I mean, we talk about Atanasio being a fan for the Milwaukee Brewers as an owner. Lazzari is that on steroids because Lazzari is like a frat boy, wants to take his boys with him on the private jet, bring them into Milwaukee, party up, go to the games, get back on the jet, talk about how great his team is, and go back to where he lives in New York City after the game. That's who this dude is. This dude doesn't want to be taking flack from his boys about how this team keeps choking in the playoffs and his head coach is overrated and all this other stuff. He is not going to deal with that. It's just no chance. Remember, this is the guy who went behind Larry Drew's back to go get Jason Kidd while Larry Drew was under contract. And we all found about out about it on Center. That's the same dude who now has control of this organization. Before it was Wes Edens, now it's Mark Lazzari. Anything is possible... Now that he's back in charge, I promise you.
2: Yeah. This guy's on the inside after every game. Listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414 327 5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, on the fan.
5: All right, so the Bucks come up on the losing end tonight to the Miami Heat, 115-100. Giannis, 21 points, 16 boards, 9 assists. Brooke Lopez, 22-6. Chris Middleton, eighteen and seven off the bench. Thirteen for George Hill. Ten for Dante DiVincenzo. But at the end of the day, uh, when we talk about this game, it's going to be all about Jimmy Butler again for the second time uh, of the three games. Jimmy Butler dominates a fourth quarter. Matt Velasquez.
14: Yeah. Now, I mean, Jimmy was was the best player on the court in that quarter. He's been the best player on the court in the series. Um, the Heat have been clearly the better team the whole time. Um, yeah, what, what else is there to say? I mean. I, the, it's, it's been an absolute failure by the Bucs uh, in this series, um, and it, it's something that I'm sure a lot of people are upset about,
15: and I think it's rightfully so. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say this, Matt, that I, there has to be, right? You, you uh, answer this. There has to be long, hard, true confession, eye-to-eye conversations with a lot of people about what happens to this team in the playoffs. Don't there have to be that, those conversations? I, I know they're still alive here, but let's just let's just say it goes the other way. Those conversations have to be had.
14: I, I mean, they're they're alive, I guess. Um, <laughs> it, it's like it's like somebody on life support. I mean, it's, you know, someone with a with, in a coma. <laughs> you don't expect they're going to get out of the coma. Uh, you know, but it, miracles it's, happen. It's bad. I, miracles do happen. They 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 do happen. And you know, <laughs> you, you cannot say their season is over, but their season is basically over.
15: And uh, but so, is that you know, are those conversations going to occur when the season is does come to a close? Because in my estimation they have to.
14: I I mean there there's no choice. I mean, especially if they lose on Sunday, you know, you go out in four straight games, you know, games three through six against the Raptors last year. Okay, well, some guys got hot, you had a chance in game three, you know, a couple things don't go your way. Um, you know, it's just, you know, that's a bummer. 61 season, we'll we'll come back and get him next year. Uh, but then if you, you know, obviously this season hasn't been a normal season by any stretch of the imagination, right? Um, you know, so you, you have the bubble, you have, you have COVID, you have everything that's happened. But, you know, when you get on the basketball court and, and if you lose four straight games um, to a team in the second round after having, you know, the season they did, having Giannis have the season he did, uh, having Chris Middleton have the season he did, a, you know, a bunch of guys had great seasons, the team had a great season. Uh, and, and then to to go and and run into some of the same problems that you had last year in the playoffs, like that's systemic, right? Like that 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 is a consistent problem, um, and, and so you have to think long and hard about what the the root causes of all of that are. Um, you know, and, and there's certainly a lot of blame for for Mike Boonholder There's certainly a lot of blame for individual players. Um, it, there's just there's a lot of blame to go around. There's a lot, there's some blame for John Horst and the way the team was put together. If this is how it shakes out. Um I mean you you could look at it myriad ways. Um there's plenty of blame and I'm I'm sure there'll be conversations that go on uh you know in regard to that.
5: Okay, so do you understand why he wouldn't play West Matthews in the fourth quarter? No.
14: Um you know his answer did not answer the question. Nope. Nope. Um you know I I I just don't understand he did it in game 2. Yep. And yep. it it seemed like it worked pretty well. Um you know and I I just don't I don't understand. Like maybe they're trying to get guys who would who would drive to, to the lane more and and give some more motion and activity on offense, and they thought that they could hold their own on defense. I I don't know what the the explanation is. Um, but you're you're hemorrhaging points. <laughs> like Jimmy Butler is is getting anywhere and everywhere he wants. Uh, eventually, Bud did put Giannis on him, which you would assume would be a, a better option. Um, but even then, like you know, Giannis runs into a screen, and you know Butler gets around him, and he's chirping like you know he can't guard me. Like you know, it, it just kind of was too little, too late at that at that point.
15: You know what Bucks fans are going to be thinking here, Matt, is that. Um... You know, what does this do for Giannis's future, and what kind of impact uh, does not only last year, but this year? As you said, losing four straight last year. Now, it, given they lose the next game, losing four straight again, we're all wondering as as fans, does that impact a Giannis future?
14: Yeah, I mean it, it's so hard to know, but it can't be good. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, that's pretty straightforward. But like you know, the the biggest question, you know, besides um, you know, all the stuff to do with the team is the salary cap. Like we don't know. It's gonna take a hit. And so does he even want to sign a supermax because that locks you in at a percentage of the cap and if the cap is low, then you are not going to make as much money. So do you want to take a shorter deal? Do you want to wait it out? Do you want to kinda of figure things out in like a one plus one deal? Um, you know whether that's with the Bucks or elsewhere. Like, how does he want to plan his future, and who is he doing it with? Because you know, if they get swept out of the playoffs this year, even if, you know they're just losing this round. You know, does he want to set? Does he want to re up for more of this? Because the Bucks are pretty pretty set on who they have. You know, Chris Middleton. You know, got maxed out. Brooke Lopez got a, got a contract. Er- Eric Bledsoe got a contract. George Hill got got paid. Like they have they have the money kind of allocated. Um, you know, and so. You know, yes, the trades can happen, things can be done, things can be changed. Like, you know, Bud could be there or he could not be there. Like, who who knows how it all it's all going to look? Um, there, there's just so many variables right now, but but it's not a good look when, you know, he's uh, presumably accepting the MVP award from home uh, whenever they announce it.
5: I I appreciate you coming on. We may only have one game left together in the postseason, uh, and if so, let's make it special on Sunday, Matt. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll have some fun on Sunday, yes, no we, matter what. No matter what, we're going to have fun. All right, there he is. Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joining us, and uh, that'll wrap it up for uh, this postgame show, at least. Uh, Tim Allen has a full whole post postgame show to go, talking about happy things. If you're oh. depressed, stick around, and Tim Allen, the franchise, will make you feel better about yourself yes. as a Wisconsin sports fan because one team actually did win today. One team actually is playing pretty well lately, Timmy, right?
15: They, they are. They've won Bros? five of seven, guys. They've won five of seven. Don't look now, but the September magic may be starting.
5: Well, it, it all began for me on the release of Justin Smoke, to be honest with you. I, that I, that made my whole whole year at that point. You never should have been on the team to begin with. Uh, all right, that'll do it. Bucs uh, lose tonight to the Miami Heat. Tim Allen is up next. I'll talk to you next Sunday afternoon after game four. Hopefully, it won't be talking about a sweep. Enjoy the rest of your night